You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. Get it over here, dancers. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You tuned into AfterBuzz TV for the R&B Divas Atlanta recap. We're, um, uh, we're listening to Kiki White and Ruben Stutter on the remix of Saturday uh, Saturday Love. I'm your host, Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce my panel. Hello, everybody. What's up, guys? I'm Taisha Monique. And I am Alfred Nolan Thomas II. Before we start, I would like to do a plug of Maria Menounos' new book. It just came out this Tuesday, and right, it is titled right. for it's titled the Every Girl's um, Guide to Diet and Fitness. Now, it's not particularly for all uh, women, but it's for guys as well. Mm-hmm. If you know Maria, Maria is very fit. She has the abs. She's beautiful. She's she's tight Kenny. from top to bottom but she has this new book out and it's available everywhere where you guys can uh, purchase books it's on amazon barnes mm-hmm. and noble itunes so you guys make sure that you check out the everyday girls guide to uh diet and fitness from maria manunos and watch the show yes. chasing maria all right yeah. so now let's 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 uh let's get into uh last night's episode so let's talk about first mm-hmm. monifa comes into the studio where selena is recording Mm-hmm. And they have this talk. No, I'm sorry. Actually, I think it was Selena came into the studio where Monifa, Monifa was. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Monifa was working on some some songs and whatever she was singing sound, sounded really good. Mm-hmm. And so Selena seemed like she was a little bothered by something, which we could tell from when they had the first uh, rehearsal. She seemed a little bit bothered. And so she figures that she can speak to Monifa about, you know, her problems. And so the issue was that was that her sister, Dr. Salisha, had booked um, had booked a European tour for both Angie and Selena. But Angie said that the money was not right for the amount of work that they had to do. So th- it wasn't um, it wasn't a doable tour for the two of them to do. Then come and find out, mm-hmm. Selena mm-hmm. checked she- something on the internet, and now Andy t- Angie Stone is now doing the tour by herself. Your thoughts? <clears throat> well. Um, sure. I feel like, you know, aside from just using the obvious word shade, in my opinion, um, I think it's, it's, it tends to be about how you go about things. And if the news was, you know what, we only have room for you, Angie, that probably would have been the best time to relay that information to the other party that would have been imbo- involved in order to you know, kind of nip it in the bud as far as any saltiness or shadiness, you could have just been real. So I feel like Angie just should have been direct and real with her sister mm-hmm. and telling her, you know, hey, look, I'm, you know, I gotta, I gotta do me on this one. It's not gonna, it's not enough for us both. You mm-hmm. know, I'm gonna get you on the next one. Something to just give her that sense of camaraderie that still should sort of be there between them. I agree with that. But at the same time, I think 
I was looking, I guess, um, at another perspective on what was going on because I saw the face value of, oh, she did you wrong. She left and went off and did that tour like that. But a part of me was like, you know what? I don't really know the ins and outs of this particular situation. And, uh, and I've had many projects that I've tried to do with friends and they've been pulling their tails or they have certain as- expectations of what they want out of it. And it, it doesn't necessarily agree with what the overall vision and goal of what we're trying to accomplish. So I was like, maybe it was one of those situations where either a, she was asking for too much or she was pulling her heels uh, or dragging her heels with, with answering or trying to negotiate with it. And after a while, you know, it's a tour. You got to hit it while the iron's hot kind of uh, situation mm-hmm. while things are in motion. So I'm thinking that's what the, real deal is because when it was confrontation time Selena didn't want to just drop the ball and be like let's just talk about it because mm-hmm. I got all this backstory so I'm on side with Angie-ish a little bit it is shady <laughs> to, to to say I would say the shade came with not being like you know what I'm going to decide to go it on my own mm-hmm. let me tell her so she doesn't find out on the internet and that may be where the shade the bulk of the shade <laughs> lie but I'm not going to put that on Angie necessarily because there's been people in my life that I had to keep it moving, mm-hmm. keep it hustling, and she ain't getting no younger. Well, okay, I am. I'm. I'm. I'm neutral. I'm neither for Angie or Selena because um, if the two of them were doing a European tour, Angie is the more popular one. She has more of the hits, so I would assume that. For Selena to actually go on a European tour, she needs Angie Stone, and maybe for Angie, it wasn't worth it wasn't worth her it wasn't worth what her whatever her pay is. Mm. So she chose not to do it. Now the same agent booked Angie Stone for the same for for I guess the same tour, but without Selena. Mm -hmm. So that's one aspect of it. But then also. The, the Angie being, you know, Mother Stone, she should have just said, hey, it wasn't worth it. But they offer me something where if I go by myself, I can get more money. And then it was it was worth it. So I took it. And then it's one of those things. So I'm going to wait to see what happens. Yeah, because I thought that um, way, too. I'm going to wait to see what happens, because when we go to now, when we go to now, the the divas rehearsal, mm-hmm. uh, Angie Stone was there and she's and uh, she's playing the the piano the the keyboards and and um she wanted Latavia she just totally called her out we're going to get back to mm-hmm. we're going to get back to the whole thing when the whole fallout but they have the rehearsal and Angie's on the keyboards and so now Angie immediately calls out Latavia and says you know hey you know you need to you know you need to work on something because you have no material mm-hmm. now She's right in the sense that she has no material. Mm-hmm. But on the flip of that, Latavia did say that she didn't want to do it and that she wasn't comfortable sinking. So let's just, I'm just going to let's open the floor. What do you guys think about how Angie approached the situation? Honestly, it was me, but it was, it was one of the things where I, I don't know how many people side with Angie, but I was on the side while she was doing it. Mm-hmm. I know it, was, it got out of hand dish a little bit at the end, but just on the sense of, like I said, it it, uh, it always comes to the same question: Why are you on the show? <laughs> why? why? Why are you on the show? I don't understand <laughs> why you're on the show. Yeah. So, in retrospect, to I mean, I guess my respect for the women in their their careers thus far, <laughs> and what they've been able, to, what they're trying to do on this particular show, it is overly annoying. It's it's just, and maybe it's just the way she's going about. 
playing the victim and these excuses and all this other stuff. But I, is she playing the victim if she says, I don't want to sing? I think at first she was definitely playing a, a victim uh, role. But I think at this point, it, she like she said, she's been pretty firm on the no, I don't want to sing. Now, what I think she needs to do is just say the words. I'm not doing the show, the the one night not one night only show, and just say it. And then that point, there shouldn't be any more conversation. She's just kind. Of, she's been saying, oh, "I don't know if I want to sing. But I'm I think not ready the, to sing. I don't have any mm. material." It's it's just like, no, I'm not doing it. No, the victim mentality for me comes with the excuse of why she's not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. that the which is the pushing beyond. Because then I'm like, well, get her off the show. Replace her with somebody who wants to mm-hmm. be a part of the production or whatever, or find something for her to do. But it's like she's just sitting there in the I, rehearsals. I'm going to disagree with you, Alfred, because you know she's a singer. She was in the group, and we're we're showcasing this show is showcasing the lies of what these women are doing, how they're trying to go about to do things. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what these people have gone through in the industry. You know, it's very cutthroat. So we're seeing many perspectives. We see Monifa, you know, who was. You know, who had all of her stuff shipped to her after Universal just kicked her out. You got some of these women that's mm. on the verge of a comeback. You take it. Let's look at Nikki Gilbert in seasons one or two. She was the creator and executive producer of the show. And she said that she wasn't ready to sing. Nobody made a big deal about it when when uh, Nikki. But because she caused so much ruckus. But she had made, moments of singing. Um, she did have moments of singing. But the first sing, but the first uh, season. She was like, she's not comfortable singing. She doesn't really want to go and do it. Now, of course, she did go out and she did sing a couple of times, but she said she didn't want to sing. She didn't want to put an album. Why are we not jumping down Nikki Yoba's throat? Because you know the quality of her work. I mean, you she like, the, which separates Latavia from all the rest of the women. The rest of the women have had either, well, except for um, Monifa, uh, yeah. uh, Mila, uh, mm-hmm. except for her being... Mila in uh 702 and being in a girl group like Latavia I think it's a just a situation where they've all had their voices heard in the in the sense of uh verses and all that kind of stuff so you know what her voice sounds like well Latavia is like you've been in the background for so long so the yeah. pro- there's no sub- there's missing. no catalog to put from be like oh I've heard a song of her so I ain't tripping about her voice or nothing like it's like nobody's heard not you not gonna lie I've kind of forgot you haven't standing on like. your own toe, two feet <laughs> to be in that perspective like you can respect Kiki saying I don't I can't sing right now I don't want to sing right now mm-hmm. you've heard that voice mm-hmm. we could uh, uh, even um yeah all the women except for mm-hmm. little baby girl yeah. well I'm going to continue to stick by her. She said she didn't. I'm not trying she, to push her she, out, but, but she but she said she didn't want to sing. And so, if they want to bring her into the show and get her perspective of why she doesn't want to sing, then I say more power to them. Well, I mean, I feel like it's at some point or another. It e- I ha- I feel like it has to go one way mm-hmm. or the other. Like it either she's going to like I feel like it's actually starting. She's gonna start opening mm-hmm. up slowly. I just think mm-hmm. they prolonged it so uh. that we could get that like the audience can feel that too. Mm-hmm. Like come on, just freaking sing already. So just with her, I was surprised when I was watching it mm-hmm. and sh- her just. I don't want to sing whatever she was singing with Angie that just even though it was just a little mm-hmm. snippet of something okay. I was like oh god she opened up her mouth and oh my goodness and there's this, there's some something coming out but like, you wow. heard but you heard her sing the first episode when yeah, they did the encryption now let's yeah, let's go back and let's go back into into the show so Angie's been telling her you can't run you can't hide um and the other girls this was defending her saying stop 
trying to tell this grown woman what to do. And then Angie says, no, you guys are pacifying her. But again, the one thing that I will say, I don't know if Latavia is trying to respect her elders, but when someone continues to, you know, take that index finger and keep pushing you, you need to tell them to F off. And I think right. she, I think she needs to have the balls. I mean, in some, in some ways she did basically say that and she got mm. up and she left. Yeah. But I think with Angie's personality, you have to really, you have to really come at her a certain way to basically tell her to back off. Yeah. And I, I think it kind of got out of hand. I feel like Latavia was just at the point where she mm. was just literally like, Oh my gosh, I don't even want to be here anymore. Like you guys can, cause they, it was, it was, obviously centered around Latavia, but at, at some point in time, it became a Monifa Angie thing, and then kind of everybody, and then she was just like, you guys pretty much can have the argument, think, I'm um, leaving. Monifa's been building up with Angie. It's low-key a sub-story with them. Yeah, there's definitely a sub-story. Annoyingness and irritation that, I mean, I, I saw it before, but as in these uh, later episodes, it's really starting to define itself to where she's down to pick a fight with Angie. And I think that was one of them situations. I, well, I kind of take it as a double-edged sword. It's like, I don't really think Latavia needs to be there if she's not going to get super involved. You know what I mean? I think Angie was a little pushful and, uh, I think, going about it the old tough love way, her old school fashion, which is cool. And I think the other women at, at, at some point grounded around Latavia just to protect her or whatever, but I think they had their own little issues with mm -hmm. Angie that kind of backed that to mm -hmm. help them be in that position rather than it be them really feeling that way. Cause you know, when he yeah. goes to her later on and mm -hmm. says the same thing, it wasn't necessarily that Angie was wrong. I think she was right. She was just like, you know, it was I, old no, school with it. No, I, th I think she's totally wrong because if someone says that I, Am not comfortable. This is not something that I want to do. Who the hell do you think you are? That's like if you, that's like you dancing. Um, you've been dancing all this, all these years. And then all of a sudden, you know, you say you're not comfortable dancing anymore, but now all the, there's all these big, big, big damn things coming up. And then you got me trying to tell you, no, you need to dance. You need to dance. You need to dance. No, you're going to be like, you know what, bam, I need you to back up off me before I pop you. <laughs> but at the same time, if I'm in that position and we're doing a, let's say a dance tribute to Michael Jackson and you're a choreographer and I'm like, I just am not ready to dance. The next thing for you to say is, we'll get the heck off of this project. I'll holler at you. See you in the streets. You my boy, but and not judging you, but if you're not going to put any effort towards this particular project, I mean, it's like, a, I'm not knocking her for not wanting to sing, but then she shouldn't be in the army divas. If she don't want to sing, I have a suggestion. Right. I have a suggestion. That way, everybody can be happy. She I, don't have to sing, and they can find somebody who want to do it. Who I, wants to sing? I have a better suggestion. Rather than if she doesn't want to sing, why can't Latavia be the host and just MC the damn thing? Well, uh, the other thing was she for her to not want to sing so bad. She ain't bringing nothing else to the table That's to get these was... women to feel like she's still yeah. a part of the thing. She's just saying. I don't want to sing and sing. sitting next to him, sitting in the group with him, That's rolling to the red carpets, going to the events where they know they're going to be asked to sing, mm -hmm. but standing right with him. You That's should be behind the rope with all the other people who not in that pressure seat. Don't be in the pressure seat if you ain't going to want to do nothing to accommodate the pressure. That's all. That's I, all my, my my opinion is is that or add look, something if else. you don't want to sing, then okay, mama. But but you better be on something. You better be like bringing something else to the table so, so they that they'll distracted. lay off you. Because at that at that point, if you're if you're gonna be the actress or the host or whatever, 
be like, you know what? I'm, I can't do one night only, but I will host it. I will introduce y'all. I will, you know, I will be that one to be like, and here she, are my R&B divas. And she said da, 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 that da, da, da. she'd be willing to do anything. And what I'm willing to do is tell you guys about iTunes. So guys, make sure that you guys go to iTunes and you download, rate, subscribe, and comment. Uh, we have tons and tons of shows that you guys can watch from, from shows that has been on iTunes for like two years, but you can all go back and you can go to um the um the after buzz on iTunes and you can download YouTube. anything that you want as well as uh YouTube where you guys can also subscribe to to YouTube and watch all our videos where you can actually see our faces versus and listen. So because we look good. <laughs> yeah we do. <laughs> so um so now let's let's go to now uh Latavia and Monifa. So Monifa is in the recording studio with her producers and Latavia comes in and um, Monifa says she doesn't agree with how Angie went about to do things, but I do agree that you should sing. And so, again, Monifa's approach and how she handled the situation and how she spoke to her Mm -hmm. for me felt better and she made her more comfortable. And so I like the whole... Um, damn, uh, damn if, uh, what's it? Damn if I do, damn if I don't. It sounded so good. I felt like that Tell was from Monifa. I felt like that was, I felt like that was God sent. Mm-hmm. I yeah. felt, I felt that it was God sent and, she you just, know, and she just, she just sung it right from, from literally from God's lips. Mm-hmm. And, um, you could tell mm-hmm. Latavia was, you know, some, okay, you know, when you're in church mm-hmm. and when it's time to, um, uh, get, you know the, the the altar call, or when it's time mm-hmm. to like re-give yourself, mm-hmm. and you know when you have that moment where you're like, okay, Lord, I'm gonna get up, I'm gonna get up. No, I'm not getting up because I'm embarrassed. No, I'm gonna yeah. get up. It's, it felt it felt like one of those moments where you knew she was she felt ready to to get up and walk mm-hmm. to the altar, but something was holding her back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just how I felt. No, I agree. I feel like I saw a little spark in her eye or a little spark in her energy when Monifa was kind of getting into the song and creating it on the spot because it, I felt like to Latavia it almost looked felt like you know what I can do this like she's just you know sitting here as as a friend even though it is about the same subject but she's sitting here as a friend you know helping me create something maybe I should give it a consideration because she cares that much and she'll sit here and she'll just flow and because it's almost probably a little enticing because she heard something Mm -hmm. that resonated to her Mm -hmm. and that she felt like okay maybe this is an opportunity for me to slowly but surely Mm -hmm. start to sing now I I didn't read like that was you how did you read it it? I mean (laughs) It felt like she was just like, oh, God, now you coming at me. And then I thought the Dan If I Do, Dan If I Don't was amazing, a moment. And I think, you know, Monifa need to go ahead and keep that to herself. No, use it. Because no. it sounded good coming out of her, even though it was uh, Latavia's story. Uh, at the same time, I felt like uh, I just don't see the eye of the tiger in there. I'm old, I ain't going to lie. I, I like her as a person, but I just don't see the... F- Fight. I see the fight kind of in the other way, and maybe they will at the end change her heart or whatever uh, to where she's mm-hmm. going for it. Because it's not just about okay, I'll go to uh, singer practice. Okay, I'll be in the show. Next. But it's more like you know what? I'm I'm connected. I want to do this. You know, and that's what I feel. Monifa was trying to deliver to her, mm-hmm. which was so in tune and connected. But at the same time, I didn't see that spark in her eyes. I, I see her accommodating the friend of being like, okay, I'll at least give it a thought, which is cool. It's cool. 
But it saves time, like, I don't know. The moment when I, I become Team Latavia, she says something, I don't want to say stupid, but she says something that, that just makes me go on the other side. So when Monifa was telling her about the song and mm-hmm. this, 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 she was saying that that was, um, that, she said that she didn't have the that was not the proper amount of time to finish writing a song listen hold on let me just let me jump on your side Mm -hmm. I understand Destiny's Child was 10 13 years ago but you wrote songs and you have a Grammy for songs that you wrote I need you to get it together and write the damn song and shut up yeah because it's not like you're not capable of doing. It's not that. like yeah, it's not like you're not capable of writing. You know what I'm saying? At least like write someone, right. someone who can sing or write. You never become so rusty that you just absolutely can't do something. So she's making excuses. So I'm back mm-hmm. on you guys' side yeah. as far as that aspect is concerned. Uh, and then so now Latavia has vocal lessons, and so she asked Mila to come with her. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. two guys that was with her, um, James Slaughter. James Slaughter was was her original vocal coach back when she was with Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. He he um that guy did the vote he was their vocal coach for all four of the girls. Called Mr. Show off. Mm. Yeah he was showing off. <laughs> showing off. He was showing off he was a like, little bit. Yeah he showed <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um and, and some and, yeah. okay, what did you guys think about what did you guys think about the the vocal lessons? Oh that thing could have been in private. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was nice it was nice to see the friend the support it was nice to see the fact that you know she's willing to stand in front of uh people and be in the cameras and do that but like mm, i don't know that just when it comes to the, i'm look like i said looking at the show and calling it r&b divas and there's a lot of notches that she's just taking off her, that belt of hers and i feel like she should have warmed up or something before they put it on the spot i don't know but that was technically you know exercise you're not supposed to be perfect but i mean i don't know i've seen a lot of dope amateurs and that just makes me feel weird yeah i just i felt like there was um a super disconnect at that moment with her i don't think they even set her up right you know i mean i felt like they should have but you know you're going to, to a vocal lesson though right like you know you're in the car that's where you're headed to the vocal mm-hmm. lesson so oh, shoot I'd be in the car like me do re me I, I don't know I don't sing nor can do I have the ability to do that but if if it was something dance wise and they were like hey we're you know you're gonna go to a class I would make sure that at least I'm I'm stretched that I'm because I know what's expected of me but at a vocal lesson but she hasn't been at a vocal she hasn't attended a, a vocal lesson in a year just on a side note it might have been longer than that though side note not just black did you notice when she walked when her and Mila walked in did you see Latavia's ass I'm Man. sorry I missed it okay they're blessed women on that show you know what I'm saying yeah. so Anyway. I know why they gave her a chance. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Mm. Okay. I don't think I don't think the the vocal lessons were as bad as you make it seem. Um there was like, you know, when she first when Maybe she was, I just want so much more. When she first when she first did the the vocal exercises, she wasn't she wasn't really um she wasn't really breathing and letting it out. It was more like a, uh, she it was like a smoker. Yeah, like a disconnect. Like she wasn't really was, there yet. Was that she, voice was raspy. She said that she's done substance abuse. Now she didn't specify what it was, but it could have been drugs and other things that she's been you know that she's been drinking. But she's always mm. had that raspy voice. She has a very low tone. So 
Yeah. Doesn't mean that she's been smoking. There's plenty of artists that have Angie Stone has a low tone. Dorinda Clark Cole has a low tone, mm-hmm. a low tone. So it just, I mean, it really just depends on the artist, but I don't think it was as bad as you guys make it seem. Something else that I noticed that they were using a lot of the voiceovers while <clears throat> she's singing or doing, you know, she's in front of the mic and she's singing, but they were using a lot of voiceovers. Now, my, sources tell me that she did more singing on the actual show but they are really they're really mm. um yeah. taking advantage of this whole thing of her not wanting to sing if mm. you look at if you look at her confessionals they're all pretty much the same confessionals that they're kind of reusing all over um so maybe Maybe they're trying to make maybe, her look like maybe that. Maybe they're trying to make her look like that. So I'm so sorry, come, boo. They are shooting you. They're taking you out of passion, just shooting you in but, the foot. But what, what I'm thinking is, is when they do the one night only, she's going to sing and she's going to blow everybody out the waters. I, I, I agree. I, mm. I kind of feel that mm. as it's, it's sort of a, a setup, like <laughs> a <laughs> setup, <that> <laughs> uh, this whole time. I feel like it's been a little bit. Now that I'm seeing this, I saw this episode and, and there was the, the little woo-woo-woo here with Angie, then the, I'm going to go to a vocal lesson, then I'm going to consider doing a cover for the for the one night only. The, all those statements and moments in the episode gave me a little foreshadowing to, to, to start thinking, like, maybe they're actually doing all this, you know, this, oh, I don't want to sing stuff, still prolonging it because it's actually going to set her up for her personal own comeback within the show, within her storyline mm-hmm. of Latavia and have her, like you said, kill it, mm-hmm. you know, perform and kill it and then have us all shut our mouths. I hope. Truly skeptic. Got to see that. Okay. Well, In person. <laughs> well, at the one night only rehearsal, Mother Fifth Stone, one. Mother Stone wrote <laughs> this song that she wanted everyone to do. Now, let me say this about Angie Stone. She's always been able to write a good slow banger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the song that she wrote was called, it was called Sister. And it was the, some of the lyrics were, my sister, my sister, you can always count on me. First of all, before we get into the whole debacle, what did you guys think of the song? Um, I thought it was, I thought it was nice. I mean, I feel like. I hear Shay coming. It, it wasn't the, <laughs> it wasn't that great. Like, it, I felt like it was kind of watered down and very like. This we're sisters. We have each other's back. We, I feel like there could have been a little bit more. But then again, I don't write songs, so I don't know. Um, there could have been a little bit more in there to to spice it up a tad. Mm-hmm. But that was just my opinion. Well, I would say she was just showing it to the women. So I'm sure they were once they figured out their I guess places mm-hmm. for the song. I think it becomes more dynamic and all that kind of stuff. I I didn't think it was anything. You know, I guess. But at the same time, it was a good song. I thought if they were to work on that as a crew, that could become a great ending number type big we all come together. But I don't think the ladies were necessarily feeling that. But I think that was because they all had their personal thing going on. Exactly. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't. I think if they didn't have all that backstory Mm -hmm. for that before that rehearsal, they would have rolled with that particular song. It wasn't bad. I liked it. So then let's go into the backstory. So, Mm um, so Selena's sitting with her arms folded mm. at this point. Um, and Monifa is looking a certain way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and break down what. Okay. So <laughs> because of the shadiness of Angie at this point, Selena, which I think shouldn't have held her tongue the way she did. Just a little note early. We're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. H- held her mouth about what was going on. You know, when you 
everybody, if you're in a group and you work together over a long period of time, you're not always going to see eye to eye and, you know, people may fall out. I think one of the biggest uh, things to take away from this particular moment of the show was that you can't go into a situation and work with people and have baggage. And I think that was the element of what baggage does to a particular uh, creative session. Mm -hmm. And it really... You could smell the vibes, and because we already saw what was going on, we knew why the faces were looking like that, but mm-hmm. Angie didn't know nothing. Right. She came in there to work hard, get with her sisters. She was probably all hype. Out, she was probably hype off of that <laughs> song, like, I got this song about the show, you know, going to that situation. I think Monifa, Monifa's beef with Angie has added to the way she is reacted to Angie and everybody else. Was Monifa out of line? She went wrong. She went wrong. I don't think anybody was wrong, but I think they would have handle a lot more if Selena just didn't walk out and leave the situation without because mm-hmm. Monifa really set it up for thinking that Selena was going to be like okay this is what's going on mm-hmm. and it was going to be that but it wasn't that which made that whole situation weird to me mm-hmm. you know at first I thought Monifa was out of uh, out of order for for starting what Selena should have Should've. initiated That's but <clears throat> When they, when Angie asked the girls what they thought about the song, Monifa said, I don't believe the sincerity in your energy. I just don't believe it. So but, technically speak, no, I'm, I'm trying to cover for Monifa. That's a no, weird way to that, that's talk a weird about way. something. Yeah. yeah. Just be yeah. like, I, I don't, and then the song's okay. It, yeah. The song's okay, but I got something going on that I can't even really want to sing this song with you because I'm feeling some type of way about what I about heard. About something else. That's how that, that's yeah. how that shit have broke. But because she was like, you know, you fake, you phony, you are, are I forgot what she said. Unauthentic. She Unauthentic, said. which meant fake, phony and all that stuff. That's like, come on, cause if you, if you're going to come at me, come at, come at me standing up and look at me in the eyes. Like, I, yeah. That was sashay like, you know, when somebody done took your lunch and you, you ain't, know you ain't gonna do nothing about it and you just wanna sit in there and pout and don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I feel like there was ample am- amount of opportunities for it to just be out there, to be put out there. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the situation. Even when I feel like Selena had that opportunity and she was steady tiptoeing around that honey just steady tiptoeing like to the point where I remember I think it went on Kiki or somebody and they were like okay what girl what are you talking about like well, well Selena in her confessional says that the last time that she had a big fallout with Aunt, uh, a big fallout was at Kiki's birthday mm. and she was trying not to go to that level go to that she, level cause she that right. was that was the <laughs> that was the incident where she told uh, Nikki she looked like a bamboon's ass or something yeah. Oh, I mean, she, hell. Yeah. This is a special place uh, of hell for people like you. Yeah. And so I think, I think, out of respect for Angie, I think Selena was really trying to not Make go there. But I think the fact that Monifa escalated the situation, um, it kind of put her in a, in a position. Well, do I go off? Do I wait? But I think she should have. I think I, I, I think that was the perfect time to just go ahead and let it out. Um, but I think yeah. I think that she should have confronted Angie in a private setting. That's what I, I feel, was going to say. I think Monifa was wrong to use her feelings mm-hmm. that she has that has been building up. She should have. She should have let Selena 
fight her fight. If she had a problem with her, then she should have just simply said, you know, I like the song, but blah, 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 blah. But you kept escalating it. And she, and I felt she did that. It was, um, it was like a one, two punch. It was like, you know, I'm going to toss the ball and then boom, now LeBron's mm-hmm. going to slam. It was mm-hmm. one of those, ty- you know, she definitely tried to assist on the, on the, on the basket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it's like back, like in, in high school with like the mean girls and stuff. Like when, when one girl would be mad at another girl and then another girl would be mad just because. And then now it's like, okay, well, this person is, you know, has a problem with this person. And now I'm mad because of what they're going through. And I'm going to say something, but the person who's the, you know, has the actual problem isn't going to say anything. So it's like, well, how far do you take it? I mean, I think Monifa was just to a point where she was just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there. If you're not going to put it out there, I'm going to put it out there. But and she didn't put it out there. But exactly. But then she kind of, you know, half just put the it negative energy out there, which is, and didn't is just not give it anything real. Um, progressive. I wouldn't say that the energy was negative. I just think that they were basically tired of Angie's BS. Now, when Angie was defending herself, she cried and she apologized and how she said she's real and authentic and boom, 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 all this other stuff. But there was there was some form of guilt that Angie was feeling when she, she was apologizing. Was and then once Selena went into her whole thing about um, about I can't operate in BS and a cap- accountability and accountability and Angie even mentioned, well, I know where, I know where you're talking about. I know mm-hmm. where you're going with this. So on the flip of that, if you know exactly what she's feeling, then Mother Stone, the, the mother, the leader, the, the, mm-hmm. the, you know, the lead, you should have taken the initiative to have this conversation, uh, with Selena so that she doesn't have to do these random, you know, uh, reads of, uh, you know, through abstract. Mm. Right. You should <laughs> just go ahead and say what you have to say before the per, like it's, it's one thing when, it's one thing when you know, you've done something to someone but then you wait for them to try to confront you when you should just be man or woman enough to say you know what hey you know what my bad um i hit your car Mm -hmm. or whatever Mm -hmm. you know yeah Yeah, i i think that's exactly what that was i don't i don't think angie realized that until that very moment Mm -hmm. because it dawned on her like both of y'all coming at me like i did some did Mm -hmm. something and then she was like oh accountability she must be talking about i saw that kind of roll through her head so for me, I think they probably just cut it before she, cause Angie looked like the type of person who would be like, let's go ahead and count these chickens, put mm-hmm. them in here and let's get all this stuff together, yeah. type of person. So I, I think with the way they've edited stuff before, I would say mm-hmm. that that's happened. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I, I agree. I feel like there was a, a post moment that maybe we didn't see as the viewers, the audience where It'll be it, next episode. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it did just kind of, you know, go and, and it was explained. I mean, if not, then okay. But I really feel like Angie, as you, you know, saying as the leader, as the mama, you know, of the group should have, as soon as that light went off, like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what, but ladies, Selena don't worry about it. And, yeah. and don't worry about it, ladies. You know, it's, it's all good. And then just taking Selena aside later or another point and had, the discussion, because I really mm-hmm. feel like the discussion obviously needs to be had between Angie and Selena, not, not necessarily Monifa, Monifa and Mila and the rest of the crew. I feel no. like it's... Because the other girls are sitting there looking like, I don't know, for me, if yeah. I keep if I keep attending rehearsals and nothing's getting accomplished... Random weird stuff happening. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care if I'm obligated by TV One, because like sometimes when you do reality shows, um, they can't finish, they won't finish rapping until 
all the girls have shown up. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to continue to go to rehearsals and we're not rehearsing, I'm like, yo, I'm out of here. Yeah. And it's not really fair to Mila, Latavia, <laughs> <laughs> and Kiki to keep attending rehearsals. Grammy Award winner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and nothing's being accomplished. So, you know, well, yeah. uh, speaking of music, so now Kiki was oh. in the studio mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she was recording a song called You. A beautiful country song. You should check it out. Beautiful country song. Love and it. so Kiki said, now this is her voice. This is what she wants to do. Uh, she's a little apprehensive because, you know, she's an R&B singer. But, you know, she's apprehensive because black people doing are country. not. Black people doing country is not really accepted. But you can hear the country. You can hear the twang. You can hear all that in her voice. She is mm. a country. But the fact that she's black, you know, people all respect if you're black and you could sing like Kiki to sing either soul or gospel music. And that's fine I, that people are going to expect a, that. I mean, that's kind of where her plateau was mm. before. But at the same time, like, girl, you could she could sing the phone book and sound amazing. Mm. However, she sang it. So if that's something you want to do and that's in your heart and your passion, it don't matter what other be- other people gonna talk regardless. Start it. Start something new. Start something that is like a lot. That is a lot. Know? That's a lot that, easier. Yeah, a lot. To, it's a lot easier said because say, you know you have to go. Is, you have to go where your money. If Beyonce all of a sudden wanted to start singing country, you know that's a big risk that she has to take because her money maker is R&B and that real clapping booty type shaking kind of music. So you have to go where the money's gonna take you. I mean, also the trend of today's world is. They don't switch, follow your every move. And it's harder, I guess, for, I mean, black people when it comes to the support that we get from our, our, our peers and our, our, well, our kind is that we like what we want from you and we don't really want nothing else. And sometimes you don't get that support. So I understand her apprehension, especially in her stage of her career. It's hard to be making big moves and feel comfortable with it because you don't want to lose people and then when you lose people you still got to make that money off of them shows and they got to sometimes brandy yourself to I know what I'm going to get from you does keep food on the table so I understood it and I understood why even though it sounded amazing Mm -hmm. you know it would be still like I don't even know if I want to put this out I I don't know I I honestly think if anybody (laughs) could do it and pull it off I think someone with a voice like Kiki Wyatt could definitely do it and pull it off um and and for me and you know of course it's not easy of course she's gonna have a lot of backlash and negative people and naysayers or whatever but Um, i feel like if she's completely passionate about it and she puts the hard work in to do it anything's possible i mean she definitely came from the r&b world and people are going to expect that of her but now that she's you know got her her voice and she's deciding to change it up a little bit those people that really love kiki wyatt will still love kiki wyatt just like when uh when pink decided to go from that pop stuff to her like kind of edgy and rock stuff people fellow followed well the people that really love pink follow (laughs) you know i'm gonna totally disagree i'm gonna (laughs) disagree with you because some people will like the song Mm. but if she's doing country music and it's a country style, now is KJLH going to play the song because it doesn't fit the format for the urban contemporary? Is the country stations all of a sudden going to play this black girl who has uh, the right side of her hair is black and then the other side has a blonde we- uh, a blonde weave piece, mm. you know, and then she has on, like her whole look and her image still says urban. So as from from a, from a marketing standpoint. 
is the black stations going to play here? And then is, are the country stations going to play here? So mm-hmm. I have to disagree with you in the sense that just because, oh, because she, yeah, you know, you, you may think she sounds good, but the overall, the overall visual is are both are both worlds that she's trying to intermingle are they going to accept that you may accept it but are you going to buy it every time she comes to la are you going to buy a ticket mm. so it's just kind of one of those things just i will say opinion. this though country music is a lot more money over there mm-hmm. and i think i just i think in general maybe it's me it's probably me in my forward thinking mind um because i'm always thinking like everybody should be able to do everything and there shouldn't be like because you're black you can't sing country I, you know or because you're you know white you can't sing R&B and soul but th- those boundaries have sort of been broken down in the last you know five to ten years with the Robin Thicks and the Justin Timberlakes and, and oh, you know okay. so I mean it, it's a, definitely a general you know comparison but, but I think that me for thinking like I would love to see a, I don't even really like country music that much but I would love to see a black representative up there singing country now i don't know if it's gonna be kiki wyatt but i definitely think in general it should be happening i'm gonna leave it alone (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna leave it alone and so now kiki has uh she has material so now she wants to have this big uh, elaborate party um fan appreciation fan appreciation show and so she went on the ricky smiley uh show which is dish nation which i particularly love i do too i watch it all Um, the time we have someone here at after who's one of the producers on the show and so um I, I love this nation. I love this nation. So mm-hmm. um, I love the whole banter that the two of them were having. And so uh, they're walking down Atlanta and they see the nice billboard of mm-hmm. Kiki's um, of her fan appreciation. I did notice that the date said one uh, fourteen of uh, 14. So they shot that way back in January. Mm-hmm. So I, I just thought that was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And so the event is here. And I thought it was dope. Mm-hmm. As far as the locations, Mike did his thing as far as putting that together. I, yeah. I actually responded to that. Like, that was the best location I've seen thus far. Mm-hmm. It's, or it's one of the top ones. Definitely. I like the yeah. fact that it had the balcony. To, uh, I, I could understand why Kiki was nervous of how many people because it, it looked really, like, mm-hmm. big and nice. Yeah. Elegant. Definitely. I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, I mean, of course, I'm sure she was just being silly because that's her husband. But, you know, even doubting him and, and, and being like, you better pull this together. Like, of course, he, he gonna pull it together because, he, you know, one, you're Kiki Wyatt. And two, it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Like, I don't I don't think he, you know, I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do. I thought it that. was great. Just on a side note. Why is she there at the venue putting on her hair is why can't you women do some of that stuff at home <laughs> um you know i i i honestly i i thought it was a I, I giggled when i watched it because to me it was like the older girls were coming in all done and primped and ready and i was just sitting there thinking like okay how long is she gonna is it gonna weave because they gotta sew her in her even if they glue her in it's still gonna need to dry and then she's gonna need to style her and how much time do they have before she goes out there that's what i was thinking mm-hmm. because for me hair is preparatory it's something you kind of get together before anything else in my opinion and then you do the face or if somebody has you know to you to beat your face and somebody's there to beat your face but at least <laughs> I, I I just think it's funny because I was kind of thinking the same thing. Like, are they going to braid her in right well, now? I'll say like... this. This is probably why they had hecklers. Because I'm sure if she was getting ready and all that, 
at the venue, it probably made it a long night. And people were like, where's this chick? I'm yeah. ready to hear her sing. I was shocked that, that people were, there was a heckler in the crowd or they probably made them do it or yeah. whatever. But at the same time, totally. it was like totally. that whole beginning, that one thing would be the only thing that I would be like could have been done better. Mm-hmm. Her, the way she walked on and kind of just. Was her like goofy, goofy kiki self. self. I, <laughs> that's an acquired taste, mm-hmm. I will say. And I, I thought it could have, that was the only moment that didn't seem diva-ish. But at the same time, yeah. it, it, it was, I guess, uh, a moment that you could really connect with her to see her nervous, I guess, to see that everything doesn't go perfect on stage. Mm. Especially after the fact that once the song was performed, um, she got a sin ovation and she's crying and she says that, she says that um, that she was scared and she didn't know if you guys were liking. So that's why, you know, because um, sometimes that's what we do when mm, we're nervous is yeah. we, we we make jokes or mm. we do goofy. So at least I know mm. I feel some kind of connection yeah. with Kiki because I feel like we have a similar with certain things like getting out there and just making a joke like, oh, hey, give you all a round of applause because you look amazing. And that's it's an overcompensation mm. for the fact that she was probably like, oh, crap. And I would you know and I would think without the editing, she probably she probably rambled on for probably 15 or 20 mm. minutes. Yeah. And so that's still a lot before she sings. So, um, but she, you know, what I like about the song that she performed you, I liked that she sang. She didn't have to do that. Ty- that she didn't have to do that typical screaming, Churchill and the squalling to kind of get the people in, mm. you know, she barely had to go into her upper register to get people to right. go. I mean, she just really sang the song mm. and I thought, I thought it was really nice. Great performance. Um, and then beautiful. one other thing before we go into news and gossip, I like the Selena freestyle, you know, in between the uh, commercial breaks. I was going to say a mm. uh, note that I made was, Instead of the runs, they should switch it to freestyles because uh-huh. the women are a lot more comfortable. They, they, you could see the talent that comes with their songwriting capabilities by just the words that naturally flow out of their mouth. I thought there was a lot of great moments in this particular show of that, which gave them a sense of, you know, awe as far as look at what they could come up with just off the top of the head. I think they should do that. Yeah, no, I agree. That was a great moment with just seeing them like improv like that. And I, I, I wanted to, it to keep going. And mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, they definitely should do this more often. Yeah, it's tired of seeing it and not getting any money. Well, uh, mm-hmm. it was it was a great show. Mm-hmm. Let's go into some news and gossip. All right. All right. After Buzz yeah. TV News. So just wanted to uh, just mention um, in the lower thirds when you watch the show, both Selena, Kiki, and uh, Kiki White, and Mila, they all have EPKs that's available for download if anyone who wants to check out their music. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys make sure that you go to uh, check out Selena, Kiki, or uh, Mila's um, EPKs. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of R&B Divas, uh, Kelly Price, who was on the season one of uh, R&B Divas LA, she had her album release party for her new album called Sing, Pray, Love, Volume 1. It's a three, it's a three part CD and Sing is Volume 1 and then Pray is Volume 2 and, and uh, Volume 3 is Love, which will be released later. And so she released um, Volume 1 of that 
and it was last night in Beverly Hills at a place called home and it was extremely star studded um, the other divas from the ATL shows Faith and Nikki Gilbert was there uh, Stevie Wonder from KGLH who ap- who happens to own that as well as Tammy Mack uh, Loretta Devine Cheryl Lee Ralph Isaiah Washington mm-hmm. and Kenny Lattimore it was extremely star studded Kelly came out she sung some songs off her new album that was released on Tuesday it's a really great album I've actually I've, I've actually listened to it and she has some really good cuts on there my favorite track is uh, she did a remake of um, of Shaka Khan to the fire so mm-hmm. I just want to give a shout out to Kelly Price and uh, Ooh, wish her the best on on her new um, album Sing Pray Love Volume 1 out in stores and um, and on iTunes and every place else so um, th- yeah that was great so now let's go into news and let's go mm-hmm. into predictions <laughs> <laughs> and now you're after Buzz TV Uh, All right, so let's go into predictions. Uh, who wants to jump in? I do it. I predict <laughs> that Latavia is not gonna do what they say <laughs> at all. She's just gonna be pretty, stay beautiful, stay black girl. <laughs> but that's about it. Oh wow. <laughs> um, I I predict honestly. I think that it's it's gonna go down at um Monifa's bachelorette party. I don't know what. Is gonna go down, but I feel like there's gonna be some kind of something. Well, they show that it is gonna go down. And you should be ashamed of yourself. Ruin that woman's <laughs> love situation. <laughs> Bachelorette party. I mean, but I will say this: some of that is on her. If you know these women don't know how to act right, and they keep not acting right, it, it does become where you you can't have the cousin that you know is gonna steal all the silverware around mm-hmm. during the mm-hmm. family. Dennis, okay. I also predict I think Angie will get invited to the wedding. I think that between Monifa's friends and Kiki, the two like you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> um you have some women of that you have some lesbians mm. who mm-hmm. are very opinionated. And so I can see it, it appeared that the conversation came between one of Monifa's friends and Kiki Wyatt. So I can to- like when you bring a, a bunch of people together and and at a party, sometimes things hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And so it is what it is. But I can't wait to see how it's going to turn out. It also seems that people are against Angie. So Monifa Selena have the conversation with Angie. Then Angie's daughter Diamond has uh mm. something to to um add to add in and then her mm. uh, fiance Ashanti is on Diamond's side. He's so. crying. It was he crying? No, I don't think he was crying. So it, oh. it it seems like it seems like Angie's going to be the epicenter of this as oh, well as time. Angie is wondering about the wedding and Monifa says, "I didn't invite you." Mm. So it should be interesting. The episodes Don't are definitely getting down. better as um, as we near um, this season three. So I think it's going to be fun, and I can't wait to see what the bachelor party and what they're able to see without you know. <laughs> I mean, I hope it's, it's going to be fun yeah. to they watch. I'm sure. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Turn yeah, mm-hmm. and we can't wait for you guys to <laughs> tune in with us next week for episode eight. So let's tell everyone where you can be found on social media. You can find me on Twitter at All Eyes on Black and Instagram at A N T the number two in black. 
<laughs> you can find me on Facebook at Taisha Monique and on IG and Twitter at I'm Taisha Monique. I am Taisha Monique. You can find me on all avenues of social media simply at Bam Erickson. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of After Buzz TV for RB Diva Season 3, Episode 7. We will see you guys next week for Episode 8. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.